everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It is July 28th. It is 2022. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by TJ. Got the Spidey next to you. Got, I mean, multiple Spideys, I guess. The shield behind you. What's happening, my friend? Doing well. Uh had a fun, uh, fun interview for Agents of Phantom this morning with a wonderful actor by the name of Anjali Bamani. She starred in Ms. Marvel and I uh, had a great time chatting with her, even invited her to my wedding at the end of it. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, baseball's Random. been going. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but uh, baseball's been going well for me lately. Had a tough night tonight, but uh, that's how DFS goes sometimes. Um, we're just over a month out from the live final in Chicago. I'm, I'm excited. Heck yeah, man. Um, this is eight game slates are, are where, I mean, six to eight games are just where I, I love these types of slates. Had a good morning slate, decided to take the afternoon slate off on Wednesday. And I'm kind of glad I did because looking at some of the stats and stuff, um, it wouldn't have been the greatest thing, but um, there was a couple guys that I really liked value-wise that hit some home runs, so who knows? You never know when your value guys hit home runs what you would have done. But anyway, we have a eight-gamer here today. Some interesting spots. Um, some We got the Dodgers in cores with some potential weather. We have very little pitching, so let's jump in and talk about it. We get started here with Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Seven and a half total in this one. Philadelphia is a 200 favorite. Zach Wheeler going up against Zach Thompson. The battle of the Zachs. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty clear cut that Zach Wheeler is by far the best pitcher on this slate. Without a doubt. Like, he's the clear cut top option, I think, on DraftKings where Shohei Otani has such a big discount. There's definitely arguments that can be made point per dollar wise. Maybe he's the top option, but raw points. It's Zach Wheeler on FanDuel where they're similarly priced with each other. Um, you you actually get a discount with Zach Wheeler over Otani uh, where Otani's up over 11 K. So it's Wheeler at the top option by a mile over there and raw points for DraftKings too. Yeah. Just, I mean, you're just playing him on the slate. I mean, at the end of the day, there's not a huge talent gap in some of the spots just in general today. But when we're looking at just pure ceiling, it's just that's that's what you're attacking. And like we talked about it on yesterday's podcast. It was the same thing, you know, or I talked about it in the expert survey because we did not have Scherzer pitching. But I mean, with Scherzer yesterday, it just you're just playing the talent. <laughs> I mean, and at the end of the day, I think that's just what you're doing here with Wheeler. Big strikeout pitcher. Good good stuff just in general. Doesn't walk people. Pittsburgh better second half of the season so far. But, I mean, still still beatable offense. And then Zach Thompson on the other side of this game, 6,500. His pitch count has kind of risen a little bit here. He just hasn't been pitching fantastic. Low strikeout pitcher, kind of pitches to contact, tries to generate ground balls. Uh, any interest here in Zach Thompson? Big old nope. All right, let's talk about bats here. Um, you know, I just got done saying, like, this is a guy that likes to try to generate ground balls. Well, Schwarber's a massive fly ball hitter, and Hall is a massive fly ball hitter from what we've seen so far. So 
really like both of these guys, even with this game being in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like Reese Hoskins as well. I like Bryson Stock. He's been hitting the ball really well lately. Um, you still got a $2,300 Nick Castellanos on FanDuel, even though he hasn't been a very good hitter this year. But Philly's going to be one of my top offenses on the slate. They're definitely aren't going to match something like a, like a Coors Field or even uh, a team like Toronto on this slate. But um, they're, they're still a, a top five stack for me, I think. Any interest in Pittsburgh on the other side? No, it's a, we got some good bats on this eight game slate that I think that's getting too cute. Yeah. I mean, even like the game theory of Wheeler is going to be super chalk stack against him. I just don't see it working here. Plenty of spots. I think it could work, but I don't think this is one of them. Kansas city at New York facing the Yankees eight and a half total Yankees, a two twenty favorite here. Singer going up against Tyon. Any interest here in Brady singer? I don't have interest in Brady Singer, and this feels like a game to me that unless your name is Aaron Judge or even Matt Carpenter and Anthony Rizzo, I'm just going to X out the whole game. Yeah, I mean, he, he's had some good games here recently, but it was against Tampa and Detroit. You know, two of his last four starts have been against Detroit, and yeah, I mean, you can have good matchups against them. He has decent strikeout numbers on the year with 25.5%, but the Yankees lineup is just a whole different animal. Um, yeah, we played Scherzer against them yesterday, but Brady Singer isn't Max Scherzer. Sorry. Uh, Tyon on the other side of this game, 8,600. A guy that has talent and just he's been massively struggling. Um, do we take shots on him with the limited pitching we have today or – we still staying away, just fading the struggles. Yeah, I'm going to fade uh, this one for me. It's going to be a pretty tight pool for me, I think, today. Honestly, for bats as well as pitching, and uh, Singer and Tyron aren't going to make the cut. I will say the lineup that Kansas City rolled out Wednesday, I was looking at it. Uh, it was on the early slate, and it was kind of rough. They didn't have a ton of power in the lineup against right-handed pitching. If we get that same type of lineup, ton of ground balls, ton of strikeouts, not a ton of power, maybe I take a shot on Tyon here. But, I mean, with his pitch count and him just in general all over the place here recently, um, it's really tough to trust him. But it might be a lineup play on the slate more than anything else. Um, any interest here in the Kansas City bats? I think in large field tournaments, they're somewhat interesting, but uh, they don't crack the top tier uh, of uh, bats that I'm going to be looking at today. And they're pretty cheap on FanDuel. So, I mean, if I'm playing Zach Wheeler in another expensive stack, maybe I, I mix some of them in, but they're they're not at the top of my list. Yeah, I mean, if Bobby Witt's back, the three-man stack becomes a little bit more likable, I think is the best way to say it. Um I mean, Witt adds some stolen base upside, but like his hamstring being an issue kind of worries me even about the stolen base upside. So we'll have to kind of see. Um, Yankees here, they're expensive. I mean, Judge, Carpenter, they're both um, pretty pricey here. What are your thoughts here on the Yankees? Yeah, you can play Judge. You can play Carpenter. You can play Rizzo. I like the mini stack, but this isn't a team I'm going to be looking to full stack. Um, it's kind of like I said earlier, like I'd be kind of fine with just crossing this one off. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a fantastic spot for Rizzo and Carpenter. Singer gives up almost 50% hard hits to, to lefties. So those two guys, and I mean, Judge is going to hit everything hard when he makes contact with it. So I like to, I like to call him maybe like a three-man stack. Um, yeah, I just don't see. I mean, if Gallo, <laughs> uh, if Joey Gallo's in there, home run or strike out but i mean he could potentially be like your fourth man of that stack but all right detroit at toronto eight and a half total in this game the blue jays a 230 favorite alexander tyler alexander going up against you kikuchi um any interest here in alexander oh no 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 yeah i have nothing um lefty not a great lefty going up against toronto easy fade for me kikuchi is 7700 going up against detroit we haven't seen him pitch in over 20 days he did throw 70 i think it's 76 or 77 pitches in his rehab start from what i uh read so i would assume that we see probably 80 to 90 pitches here kind of like his normal workload anyway um Detroit's been tough on lefties, and I think Kikuchi's actually going to be really popular here. So what are we doing with this guy today? If he's going to be popular, it's definitely going to be a full fade for me. If he's not, he's somebody that I'd be somewhat interested in for tournaments. Um, it's it's he's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. He's had a really poor year, and Charlie Montoya, who was recently fa- fired by the Jays as as manager would just rip Kikuchi apart after every start. And so there was rumors within, you know, within Canada that uh, you say Kikuchi and Charlie Montoya really didn't get along and people are expecting bigger things from him with a, with a new manager uh, under the helm. Now, who knows if that'll actually turn into anything. I think he's somewhat interesting for tournaments, but Detroit's a league average team against left-handed pitching. So I am, I'm not overly uh, interested in him if he's going to be very popular. This is going to be an ownership-dependent play for me. Yeah, I think that's the right way to approach it. I couldn't agree more. If he's going to be popular, I might even stack Detroit. (laughs) I don't even think it's that crazy. Like, the guy, I mean, he's hit or miss all year. Detroit is super cheap. Like, you could go Baez, Haas, and add... Maybe like a gross Candelario, because have you looked at this guy's game log? He's scorching, right? Yeah, he had three hits his last game. The game before that, two hits with the home run. The game before that, three hits with two home runs. Play yourself a little mini stack with, uh, I, I don't like the full stack of Detroit, but I definitely don't hate the mini stack of Baez, Haas, and Candelario. I think you can add Grossman. He's so cheap at 2,800. He has a 430 Woba against lefties this year. Um, I think he's another name you can kind of throw in there. So, I mean, whether you go three or four, I kind of like Detroit. And, I I mean, I hate even saying it out loud because it sounds so wrong. But um, if Kikuchi is going to be chalk on an eight-game slate with very limited pitching, I actually like the Detroit side of this game. Uh, Toronto bats. I think Toronto outside of maybe cores is the top stack on the slate today. Yes, sir. That's my thoughts. Exactly. Uh, the Coors field game is the top game on the board. However, outside of Coors today, this one's definitely the top one that we can look at. 
Yeah, I mean, Alexander is a 13% K rate guy. He is someone that just doesn't strike out right-handed pitching or hitters. He does generate a good amount of soft contact against righties with like a cutter. But you look at like the Toronto Blue Jays numbers against cutters and it's like, (laughs) it doesn't even matter. Um, You know, they're, they're a team that could hit cutters. So it just seems like a really weak spot. Um, And I mean, yeah, Toronto's in a fantastic spot here going up against him. So, I mean, we got the Dodgers in course. Like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I mean, the Dodgers are one of the best offenses in baseball. So, and they are getting, they're going to be course. So, kind of, I'm, game. I'm not going to confirm that I did this, but I'm pretty sure I might have just built your lineup for tomorrow. There you go. You probably, I mean, you know me. So, all right. You got Zach Wheeler Otani with a four man Detroit and a four man Dodger. That's <laughs> probably really close. Um, Anyone that listens to the podcast knows I play the Dodgers more than anybody else. Um, so it, it's it, a good looking lineup. If I'm being honest, I didn't like the Grossman call until I saw the full lineup I can make with uh, the two stud pitchers and him in the lineup. He's so cheap. That's the thing, right? Like at the end of the day, he's just so cheap. Like him and Candelario open everything up because they're just so cheap. So, well, and I, I would say on FanDuel, there would be absolutely no need to go to somebody like Grossman um but it's and especially because on FanDuel you have Javi Baez still so cheap under 3k um and so where Baez is priced up a little but still cheap at 4200 um you don't get quite as much salary saving from him there and so I think that's where adding Grossman really comes in handy on DraftKings yeah I mean at the end of the day Jose Arena is facing the Dodgers of course so we'll get to that game here in a minute we got Cleveland at Boston before that's um McKenzie going up against Crawford nine total slight favorite to Cleveland on most books pick him on some books um any interest here in McKenzie at 9900 no that's just a little bit too expensive for me going up against the Red Sox like I guess we're still not going to have um Rafael Devers back and so this Red Sox team I guess isn't really the same Red Sox team we're used to, but that's still just based on that price. There's just, I'd rather spend, I'd rather just spend for Zach Wheeler, or if I'm trying to get off that chalk, I'd rather go cheap. Yeah. See, I mean, I think Otani and Wheeler are going to be the chalk and I think they're good plays. Don't get me wrong, but I think if you want to pivot, McKenzie is, is super in play here. Boston doesn't walk. They have strikeouts. They're not 100% by any means. Like, even the lineup that they're rolling out there right now is not 100%. JD is banged up. Xander Bogarts is banged up. I mean, Xander just, Bogarts has been bad. He's struggling, man. Um, as a when Red Sox fan, runs, just, yeah. when they're putting up runs, it's Vasquez, it's Dahlbeck. Those are the guys that even Jackie Bradley Jr. lately has been, has been getting some hits, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely hear what you mean. If if you have it available to look up, I would say uh, if if I'm going to be convinced here, pull up the um, the Fangraph data and tell me how much how well the Red Sox that are going to be in the lineup hit fastballs. Because um, if I'm not mistaken, Tristan McKenzie's a guy that throws like 60% fastballs or something like that. Yeah, he throws 60% fastballs. Um... So he throws about all that. Heck yeah. Yeah. So he throws. Yeah. Just kind of looking at it. 
Verdugo hits fastballs really well, and Dahlback hits fastballs really well. Um, but I mean, Xander Bogarts, he hits fastballs well, but it's so tough to judge. Like he's just a single machine this year. JD hits everything well. His stats. This is gonna. This is definitely gonna be something that it's gonna depend on the lineup for me because obviously we got so many of these guys out. If Martinez or Bogarts happen to miss and we get another lefty in this lineup, McKenzie's a reverse splits guy. He only strikes out 20% of right-handed bats, but he strikes out 30% of left-handed bats. So if we do end up getting something like the similar lineup to last night where we got Duran for Dugo batting one, two, Cordero in the lineup, JBJ in the lineup, Yolmer Sanchez in the lineup, if we get that again, I'm going to have, I take back what I said. I'm going to have a little bit of interest there. Um, if we get a very right-handed heavy lineup, I think I'm going to have a little less. I think it's just such an overlooked thing in general. When you have a slate like this, people tend not to look enough when the lineups come out and they set their lineups at like two o'clock and, oh, my guy's in the lineup. You got to look at the pitching matchups too on an eight-game slate. You know, there could be juicy lineups that roll out here um, this is the second game of this series. So, I mean, this isn't the opening game of this series. So, uh, the other side of this game, we got Cutter Crawford, 6,100. Any interest in him here? Call me crazy. I'm considering Cutter Crawford. I don't know if I'd call you crazy. He's a good strikeout pitcher, grades out as a guy that maybe a little early, but definitely has the strikeout stuff. My biggest concern with Crawford is this game's in Fenway. He's a fly ball pitcher facing a team that makes a lot of contact. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I don't think it's that crazy either, but I just really wanted to use that five word alliteration. Um, He's nice and cheap on DraftKings 6,100. I don't think you need that crazy of a game with him. He could give up a bomb to Reyes, Naylor and Ramirez, and he could still put up a very solid game for that price. And with the type of pitching slate we have today, all you really need, even if he just puts up a solid 15 points, 14 points, something like that, typically on a big slate, you'd say, ah, I'd rather just pay up for pitching. But if Zach Wheeler fails, that's great. Like you just need one of Otani or Wheeler to fail. And all of a sudden a 13 to 15 point game from Cutter Crawford looks really, really good. Um, so he's someone I'm going to be interested in because he's nice and cheap on DraftKings where he's 6,100. I think he's in the pool for SP2. And then on FanDuel, if we're going to see Yusei, Yusei Kikuchi picking up ownership, I really don't mind the pivot of going to Cutter Crawford at 7,100. Yeah, I mean, I could like see- if I'm trying to play, sorry to cut you off right after I stopped. If, I, if I'm trying to play on FanDuel, the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, I want to play George Springer. I want to play Vladdy Guerrero and I want to stack the Dodgers. Well, Cutter Crawford's probably going to be the guy I'm going to have to do it with. Yeah, I hear you. Um, it's just it, at the end of the day, I, I could see you doing both things. I could see taking shots on Crawford. If fly ball to home run ratios in his fact favor here, maybe he, you know, gets through five or six clean innings. I mean, he has the strikeout stuff to get you there if he doesn't give up home runs. It's just this lineup is not a huge strikeout team. Reyes being back obviously helps because, I mean, he's a like 35 to 40% K rate guy. 
But on the flip side of it, I mean, I definitely don't mind taking some shots on these Cleveland bats. Naylor, Ramirez, Reyes, Quan. Uh, this is one of those, like, it's baseball, and you can make lineups both ways type of stack. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I actually would prefer a mini stack to a full stack. Ramirez, Naylor, Reyes, those guys. I never love playing Quan just because he's not a guy that's going to be uh, hitting for a ton of power. If he fits my stack perfectly, I'm not going to avoid him, but he's kind of the last guy I, I fit in. See if there's a power one off there or I put in Quan. Um, this is a team for me that's kind of in like the Yankees range. I don't like them as much as uh, our top tier teams. I think they fall below what the Phillies for me, but I don't mind them. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, Josh Naylor is just still ridiculously cheap on DraftKings, though, so he's great play there. Just had another home run. Um, well, a home run, not another home run, but he hit a home run here like a few minutes ago. Just saw the alert come up on my phone. Um, Boston side of this game going up against McKenzie. Any interest here in the Red Sox? I have a lot of interest in Bobby Dahlbeck. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, two home runs yesterday. He's and I got that, a lot of interest in him. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that can get the job done. I just, for me, Boston's so banged up right now that I'm, I don't think I'm fully stacking. I'm playing them more as like one or two man stacks. Yep, I'm 100% with you there. And like we talked about how often McKenzie hit throws fastballs. Dahlbeck's a guy that hits fastballs well, struggles with breaking balls. He doesn't make good contact, but when he hits the ball, he usually goes out of the park. So I like him quite a bit. Uh, McKenzie only strikes out 20% of right-handed bats. So as long as he's in the lineup, the better spot he gets, the more I like him. Seattle at Houston is where we go next. Eight total. Astros a 140 favorite here. Gilbert against your Kaidi. Any interest here in Logan Gilbert? I just don't have any interest in any part of this game that's not named Jordan Alvarez and Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, Gilbert's a, a solid pitcher. 95 is a lot to ask for him in a matchup where there's not a ton of strikeouts. Uh, we need the strikeout upside for him because he is likely going to give up a run or two or three. Um, he just doesn't have that ceiling. Like, I think his highest fantasy day on DraftKings is like 27. So, Gilbert, a solid young pitcher. And then your Kite, he's a guy that can go out and have good games. He's going to generate um, – you know, some soft contact. It's just Seattle's not a team that strikes out a ton either. So, I mean, both these pitchers are solid. Both these offenses are just solid. And like his last start was against the same Seattle team. He put up 18 points on DraftKings and 105 pitches, only three strikeouts. It's just, he could get there maybe, but he kind of falls in a price range where I would just rather go up to Otani or I would rather go all the way down for uh for cutter crawford or a guy we're going to talk about in the last game of the night there's a good chance on this slate that like i'm just i'm all in on wheeler otani and maybe mckenzie um and depending on some lineups maybe i i add some pitchers but those are the three guys i'm like locked into right now um seattle bats I mean, your Kaidi's massively reverse splits, so we'd be crazy not to mention Rodriguez, like you said. Depending on 
if Ty France is back, he's another good right-handed power hitter in this lineup. So I think it'd be good to mention him and Kyle Lewis is 3,300 and he's back and he's the guy that has a ton of talent. So I don't mind the righties against your but he's massive reverse split. So I, I really want the right-handed power bats. Yeah, Seattle, the the Wahenio the Suarez's and the Ty France's, who for some reason I just don't like and I don't know why. Um, I couldn't give you a single reason why, but I just don't like playing them. Um, th- that those that side of Seattle falls to me with kind of the uh, Cleveland's and the Yankees, where I don't mind them for tournaments, but they're not on my top tier. But however, having said that, Julio Rodriguez is one of my favorite one-offs on the slate. On the Houston side, Gilbert is a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. But outside of that, man, he's a really solid pitcher. So you know, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker type plays would be the guys that'd be targeting against him. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm playing those two guys together, but that's that's as far as I want to go. All right. We got the Dodgers and the Rockies. Anderson going up against Urena. 12 total in this game. The Dodgers are a 215 favorite. Do you have any interest here in Tyler Anderson at 9,100 in cores? Nope. Yeah, put up three fantasy points in cores earlier this season. His first start of the season was in cores as well. Um, I think he put up like 12 or 13. The Rockies are one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. Obviously, we'll want to see if Bryant's in the lineup, if Connor Joe's in the lineup. But overall, no interest for me in Anderson. And definitely, definitely, definitely not playing Jose Arena against the Dodgers here in course. There could not possibly be a worse play than Jose Arena. Um, we've already kind of said it a couple times. If the weather holds off here, the Dodgers are by far the top stack on the slate for me. Yeah, no, no one even close. This is the type of spot that if they end up with 30% ownership as a team, that's probably about right. Like that's not too much. And you go, Oh, I should fade Coors because that's so much like that's, that's correct. They'll probably be, uh, if you look at it, any type of top stacks tool, no matter where you get your projections, I can guarantee you it's going to be the Dodgers by a ridiculously high margin. They're going to have twice as high of a chance as any other team on the slate. So the Dodgers are in a great spot. And I think if you are worried about the, Mookie Betts's and Trey Turner's and Freddie Freeman's picking up a ton of ownership. Then you just sack the back half of the lineup. Rockies are going to be the under-owned team in this stat in this game. Anyway, um, I like the Rockies just as much here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't like them as much as the Dodgers, but I like them as much as the Blue Jays. They're kind of right in that next tier for me. The, the Jays and the Rockies are 2A and 2B, and there's a pretty significant margin before uh, the Phillies, my next favorite, falls in there. Um, Moving on, Texas at LA taking on the Angels, 7.5 total. Angels, a 225 favorite here. We got Howard. One quick thing I, I still oh. want to mention, sorry, on the last game because I just pulled this up and I'm looking at it. Um. They the Colorado Rockies have a maximum. I think they only have one left-handed pitcher in their bullpen for tomorrow. And so that does decrease the chances of a guy like Jake Lamb, who is in a phenomenal, phenomenal spot and is $2,100 on DraftKings. 
it it makes him better because we're not as worried about him getting pitch hit for. There's still a chance for sure, but it's not as high of a chance. So Jake Lamb potentially could be one of the better value plays on the slate if we uh, if we um, get a good lineup spot for him. And because of that pinch hit risk, he might go under-owned uh, in comparison to the rest of the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I don't see him being under-owned at 2,100 in course, but maybe. You never know. I'm just mean, like, if you're going to get 30% Freddie Freeman, 30% Mookie Betts, 30% Trey Turner, maybe you get 18% Lamb, something like that. I don't know at 2100 maybe, but I think he's going to be just as popular. I mean, cause there's not a ton of great pitching on the slate outside of a few guys and they're all kind of pricey. So, I mean, looking at a $2,100 guy in cores, is just ridiculous. He should hit like seventh in this lineup, maybe eighth. I don't think it's going to matter, especially on he's the He's honestly been hitting fifth lately. <laughs> it's even better. Like, yeah, he hits fifth. He might be 40% of So, <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, Texas at LA taking on the Angels. Howard and Otani. Any interest here in Spencer Howard going up against the Angels? I feel like maybe I should because it's the Angels, but no. I mean, I think it just at the end of the day, it's it's more Spencer Howard than it is the Angels. Um, he just hasn't been pitching good. He really has been struggling with his command. He is awful against lefties. He does better against righties. So maybe if they roll out like a seven right-handed hitters or something type of lineup, maybe that's where I take a shot. But I mean, I don't see it being that way. They got Marsh, Sierra, Walsh, Otani, um, Renifo. Like I just don't see them going right-handed heavy here. So for me, I'm going to pass on Spencer Howard, even against the angels and, Otani, I mean, Texas is a tough offense, but Otani is a huge strikeout pitcher on a slate with very limited options. On FanDuel, he is a very good low-owned pivot off of Zach Wheeler. On DraftKings, he is without a doubt your top SP2. And I even think he's somewhat interesting if you want to go the fade Wheeler route and pay down as your SP1. But he's maybe the best point per dollar uh, option pitcher on the slate. He's in a, he's not in the best spots, but he's just a phenomenal strikeout pitcher. So yeah, play Otani. He's great. Uh, any interest in the Texas bats here? I'll play Corey Seager. That's it. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Um, as far as the angels go, I think they're a potential cheap secondary stack to maybe pivot off of some of the other um, popular plays like Walsh's really cheap Marsh is like 2,400. So I think I could use like the angels, like three man Sierra is minimum salary at two K he gives you Jack in a bag upside. So, I mean, I don't mind looking at some of the angels here. Uh, they're really cheap. I don't love the mini stack, but I do love Jared Walsh as a, as a one-off. Uh, I think that's a great call. And I, and I do want to talk about the first base position in particular on DraftKings because the top three projected plays are going to be Freddie Freeman, Vladimir Guerrero, CJ Crone, as they absolutely should be. Those also may end up being the three highest uh, owned guys on the slate. First base on DraftKings is a wildly, wildly good position today. 
And so the one thing you want to make sure you're getting at the first base position is power. You don't have to go chalky. If you're playing anyone other than Freddie Freeman, Vladimir Guerrero, and CJ Chrome there, you're going to be very different. And there's guys like Reese Hoskins, Josh Naylor, Derek Hall, Jared, Jared Walsh, who we're talking about right now, as well as Bobby Dahlbeck, who maybe you'd want to play at third where there's less opportunity costs. But there are cheap guys here who could potentially match the upside of these same uh, chalky, expensive ones. And I definitely think that's a very interesting position to look at, that if you're already playing some Dodgers, you're already playing Wheeler and Otani, and you want to find a way to get different, I think that's the spot you can do it without sacrificing a ton of upside. Uh, Anything else from this one? Nope. That's it. All right. Cubbies and Giants, where we finish out, eight total. Giants at 140 favorite, Steele against Wood. Any interest here in Justin Steele? Yeah, I do have a lot of interest in Justin Steele, actually. I like that price tag. Um, San Fran really isn't that strong. Like, they're not bad by any means, but they're not that strong uh, against uh, left-handed pitching. They uh, Steele's getting a park upgrade heading to san francisco so i i think he's he's definitely somewhat interesting as a cheap sp2 oh man um i i hear what you're saying but i also disagree um they i mean they strike out decently against left-handed pitching but they're top 10 in almost every statistic against left-handed pitching this season um I mean, they're just going to platoon. That's what they do. They platoon all the righties. Right-handed pitcher comes in, they platoon all the lefties. It's just, it's tough to play the hitters, but Steele, I mean, at 7K on a slate where we don't have a ton of pitching options, sure, you could roll the dice, but I mean, I I disagree with what you were saying is like, they're not a great offense against lefties. I mean, they're... they're not that they're bad, but just that there is ups, like there is, in terms of teams I want to target from a fantasy standpoint, just based on the strikeouts that they, they get in there. And yeah. Steele is a guy that I'm not really too worried about the potential downside for tournaments uh, as much, as much as I'm interested in the potential upside. He's a guy that at that price, we've seen him put up close to 30 uh, fantasy points before on DraftKings. We've seen him reach that hundred pitch plateau and go well above it when he's pitching well. So he's, he has he has the potential to put up a very big score at that price. And so that's why I like him at tournaments. It's not that I'm very confident he hits it. It's that I don't see anybody else in his range with the same potential to hit that high score for that dollar price. To be fair, except this person he's facing. To be fair, he was the guy that I like had written down for um, under 8k to get six or more strikeouts. So, um, I hear what you're saying as far as the upside. The matchup's tough. A lot of power in this lineup against left-handed pitching. This game's in San Francisco. That could potentially help that. So I don't think Steele's a bad play. I think it's it's boom bust. Um, but I mean, it's an eight-game slate. Nothing's safe outside of maybe Zach Wheeler. So, And Alex- I think you got to keep an eye on the lineup that they put out there too, right? We've been getting lately Brandon Belt starting against lefties. Gonzalez turning against lefties. If you if you get Yastrzemski in there as well, all of a sudden uh, that upside goes up even more, and the potential uh, and the scariness drops with it. Well, they've been DH and Bell, and now that um, Mercedes is back, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I think we see like 
Mercedes and um, gosh, I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh, Ruff Slater, Ruff, Slater Bart, like all these guys. Oh, just man, they can just throw so many righties. VR, but, yes. Um, what is it, David VR or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, I mean, they. It's so tough when you're looking at this lineup just in general because I mean they're going to throw probably eight or nine righties at him and. You never know. I mean, at the end of the day, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Alex Wood, other side of this game. Alex Wood is a really solid real-life pitcher. Um, his upside in DFS is all over the place. He's a guy that can put up 25 or 15. On this slate, I think he's playable. He's not my favorite option, but he's another guy that, like, if you want to kind of be in this mid-range, you could take some shots on. But at the end of the day, this is one of the reasons that I like Wheeler and Otani so much. Take absolutely everything we just said about Justin Steele versus the San Francisco Giants. Flip it, replay it, because it's also the case for Alex Wood against uh, the Cubs. Similar plot price, strong strikeout matchup, scary power. Um, and so because of that, it's I think he's definitely playable in tournaments, But and uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in him, but he carries that same similar risk to, to Justin Steele. So really quick, completely un DFS related, but the Yankees are getting Ben attendee from the Royals. That just happened. Um, that's super interesting. They play each other tomorrow too. Well, let's hope that Andrew Ben is still not vaccinated because that'll uh, bode well for the blue Jays in playoffs. There you go. Um, <laughs> It's one of the reasons, like he was, he was like a, a good fit. He was a perfect fit for the Blue Jays, but they couldn't even talk to him because of the vaccination thing. Pay attention to that kind of stuff for what it's worth. Trade deadline is coming up. Um, any interest here in the Cubs bats? More as one-offs in in tournaments. If I'm running 150 as opposed to a full stack, I'm gonna. I, I have some. Uh, somewhat interesting like if if morel gets a good lineup spot Contreras, you know what no i think i think a full stack is somewhat interesting in in large field tournaments too i don't think they're near the top of the board but you got patrick wisdom ian Happ, suzuki Contreras, morel these are all guys that hit lefties well so i think um if i'm running 150 i would definitely have some chicago stacks in my pool but they're not one of my top teams on the board I think Contreras is an excellent pivot off of Will Smith on DraftKings. They're they're the same price. Everyone is going to play Will Smith um, in Colorado. Contreras mashes left-handed pitching. This game's in San Francisco. He's he's like the same price. Contreras is going to be five to ten percent owned, and Will Smith is going to be thirty percent owned. Um, if you're paying up for catcher, it's just a good pivot. On the Giants side of things. Steel is a guy that can blow up and get blown up really quick. It's just the platoon disadvantage here. Cause I mean, Flores is a guy that probably stays in the game, but Slater rough. Um, gosh, we just talked about him. VR Mercedes, like any of these guys are pinch hit risk. Um, but I mean, there, there's a ton of power. It's just, it's tough to say. I would be interested in Flores and, Est- and Estrada because I think those would be the two least likely to get pinch hit for. Um, and I think they make a somewhat interesting mini stack, but 
with like San Fran's not a great hitting stadium. We got other guys that other teams that we want to go to here. Like I, lots of these San Fran and Chicago, I feel the same way. They're fine. You can play some of them, but I don't love them. Steel, steel and wood. I like them for tournaments uh, as SP twos, but I'm not uh, super, super confident in it. So I kind of feel the same way about both pitchers and both offenses. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Justin Steele. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) I think I'll go Alex Wood. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, Let's go Tyler Anderson. I'm going to go your Kitey. I really don't like the spot for him today. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Um, Jose Rodriguez. I'm going to take the best. Julio Rodriguez. I combine who yeah, Jose I was Rodriguez say. and Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, I was looking at both of them. I want both of those players to hit home runs. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to take the best home run hitter in baseball and say Matt Carpenter. Um, <laughs> nice pivot off the Aaron Judge goal there. I like it. Yeah, under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Who do you got? Under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Who do we got here? I'm going to go Javi Baez. Oh, sorry, under 4K. He's 4,200. Um, let's go with Josh Naylor. I like it. I'm going to go Candelario, 2,600. And like we pointed out earlier, he has been scorching hot here recently. Uh, stack to score six or more runs today. Blue Jays. Homer pick. I like it. Um, I'm going Detroit, man. The more I think about it, the more I like the freaking Tigers today. Um, it's just going to be one of those days. It's either going to be. I really hope like I want to load up like line HQ around like five or six tomorrow and, and see like kikuchi projected for like 30 percent ownership it would make me so happy um i'd be so incredibly happy if that happens but um tj any final thoughts before we get out of here nope that's it for me you can find me on the expert survey today i'm going to be on grinders live with dean so check both of those out and uh that's about it nice to nice to chat with you as always it's gonna wrap it up we'll be back tomorrow soaking in our wounds from stacking detroit or very happy about stacking detroit hope everyone has an awesome thursday we'll see you tomorrow good luck